0: and welcome to the Katie Helper Show. You can hear the Katie Helper Show every Wednesday at 7 p.m. on WBAI, that's 99.5 FM, or WBAI.org. You can also find us on SoundCloud and iTunes where you can rate and review us, and I sure hope you do. On today's episode, we speak to Michael Graham, who makes the racial justice case for free college tuition, and Natalie Shore, who makes the feminist case for single payer. Michael Graham is a senior writer for ProgressiveArmy.com the managing editor and co-founder of the book publisher actifypress.com and for actify.press, a curated progressive news and commentary site. During this interview, Michael talks to me about two of his pieces, Insidious Comfort, Racism and Privilege Collide on the Left, and On Solidarity, Class, Race, and Progress. Make sure you check out the project he just launched at Actify Press called Resilient Solidarity, which is dedicated to building solidarity on the left. So, uh, let's see. Really excited. Um, Michael works on all sorts of really great projects. Actify Press and Act- How many Actifies are there?
1: Yeah, there are well there are two uh, I mean other than the, you know, the social media spaces, but actifypress.com is where we 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 we're, we're, we're a publishing organization. We have some books we publish over there at actify.com which is with great writers. Uh, one of the things we believe in is transparency of language. And that's really big for us because often on the left uh, we like to use the big words and show off our credentials, and nobody can hear right. us because we're using language that nobody understands. So uh, one of the things we like to do is one of the things that, that we stand for is assuring that more, more, the the maximum amount of people can understand what's going on around them at any at any given time. So um, that so
0: you actually care about accessibility and um,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: people. Being able to understand what you say as opposed to just showing off your, uh, turns of phrase.
1: Yeah, my turns of phrase and, and my Ivy League. I don't, I didn't go to Ivy League school. Yeah, you know (laughs) what I mean? So, so I don't, I don't, I don't think we need to prove that, that we're intelligent. We know we need to get our message across. That's the most important thing. So that's what, that's what, that's what ActifyPress.com. That's what the publishing arm is all about. And Actify.press as our, uh, curated content blog. Um, and we, we have a lot of great voices from the left, uh, being curated on that site. And we also have our own internal writers, uh, sort of like Huffington Post, sort of, sort of like that. Um, and that's, and, and those two things feed off one another. At least they will once we get going really well.
0: A vicious cycle. Yeah, we except hope. Except a good vicious cycle. Yeah, good vicious. And then Actify, what's that about?
1: Uh, Acti- Actify was, uh, like I said, we, we published some books uh, for some great mm-hmm. writers. Mostly uh, um, the, the first two books we did, the first book we did was my book, was a collection of essays about Bernie. And uh, we brought in a few other people to do some writing, Pamela 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 Getz from over at Progressive Army, uh, Beth Lynch. Um, a few other people uh, if folks go on to actifypress.com <laughs> okay. and go buy all the books because that helps support what we do um and and on and our news and, and of course our, our news and commentary blog where we where we curate a lot of different voices from across the left but when we stood when we stood that website up we said we, the thing was what we wanted to do was um, anybody on the left in the left space, um that has that has a voice or a platform we want to have you here. There's gonna be differences of opinion, uh, there's going to be um different ideas, different views, but I think that's how we grow as an organ as a movement. Uh and I think we're there's way too much fracturing, there's way too many yeah. uh sensitive feelings, there's too there's a lot of stuff going on, it's really unnecessary. So what we what we decided was, you know, not everybody's gonna get along with everybody, but hey, let's we're gonna put these folks on the platform and so if there's an issue, let's hash it out. All right. Let's talk right. about it and see what you know. See where we can go from there. Um, we don't believe in centering folks. You know, um, we we believe that okay, you have a platform. We're a curation site. Um, and 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 what with what, what and what you say, if it's within reasonable. Uh, grounds i don't have a problem with you you know as long as you're not running around talking about let's let's burn down the white house you know, i can't help you with that <laughs> right. yeah, there's no space not for that here against, yeah yeah no, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. there's a different situation rare, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so uh again we just want to get as many voices in one place as possible and hope to foster some communication i believe there's space for everyone most voices across the left from anarchists on over to you know, the you know neoliberals and uh, well, we'll, see, we'll call them uh, Democrat lights, you know. <laughs> so, sure. and we're all trying, most of us, 99, 90% of us, percent 90% of us are trying to get to the same space. So, mm-hmm. if we work together, even if we're not, you know, some will take a bus, some will take a train, <laughs> some will run, right. some will walk, some won't, will, some will, will crawl there with no shoes. But, <laughs> but as long as we're going in the same direction and work together whenever we have an opportunity. And when there is conflict, we come together and squash it, and hopefully grow and learn from it. I think that's a much healthier environment, um, and everybody gets to say what they want to say. Um, and if you don't agree, let's talk. Um yeah. If you, if, you um, if there's something you feel is unfair or insensitive, let's talk about it. You know, I I don't think I'm not going to censor your your stuff, and I don't expect anybody to censor anybody else's stuff. So um, right. again, within reason. So. Sure. That's that's where that's where that what, that's what we are as a platform, and we also decided to keep all the advertising space. So all the advertising space is ours. So you know, if you when you go to the website, you will see uh, advertisements for for our books. So it would kind of it, that kind of feeds into uh, what what we're trying to do.
0: Got it. Mm-hmm. So did you? How much? This is kind of funny because how, how much is this site then supposed to be about? debate and and beef squashing
1: yeah be- uh,
0: or how much is it just mm-hmm. uh diverse
1: it's 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 diverse but the, the beef squashing part is coming soon we're going to oh. we're gonna uh um it's a it's a hexaest idea from my wife called the we called the frenemies forum so we' g- yeah we're gonna have somebody come in and we're gonna have somebody people from the right come in and write a piece and then we'll have yeah. a, and we'll have a forum on the weekend and folks will but come we'll talk about whatever this subject is okay um, you come in and I'm a staunch, le- I'm a staunch, uh, anarchist. And I think we should tear the whole machine down. Let's talk about why, and let's take that idea apart and let's discuss it and see if we can all learn from it. Mm. And that's, that's what we're, that's one of the things we're trying to do with it.
0: Well, this is interesting because my friend over the weekend, he thought I should come up with some kind of project that was like a social media, like summit, bringing people together. but. But not left and right because more intra-left. Mm-hmm, that's yeah. where yeah. What, I think the more troubling fighting is occurring.
1: Yeah, that's the more detrimental fighting to us. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and and, uh- and that's and, and that's a very good that's a very good point. And we uh, once the once this forum is stood up, we're hoping hoping by the end of April we'll have it stood up, uh, mm-hmm. and where people can come in uh, and you know sometimes it'll be just text, you know, you just type in what you think, and sometimes it'll be video you know yeah. where people can come in and discuss these uh, these ideas and 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 we kind of hash it out um as folks from from and, and for the this specific for enemies forum it could be anybody if you've got an idea you want to write about let's talk about it right um but 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 the, for the most part it'll be ideas from the left within the left space
0: hmm and i think yeah i like
1: that and i think that's i think that's more healthy than um and I'm guilty of it too. I can be a bit toxic online as well. I've, I've done my, I've done, I've done my share of flame wars and I, and I'm not going to stop just for, yeah. <laughs> just for, uh, just so, so you know, so people know i I mean, I'm still going to do my thing, but there is a space for more, um, more progressive and more positive dialogue. And I think we can help with that
0: so michael uh he wrote two really great pieces that are are uh, on the uh, related themes of alliances and um coalitions and working together uh one of them is on solidarity class race and progress mm-hmm. and the other one is insidious comfort yeah. Um, and you wrote this one, um, "Insidious Comfort: Racism and Privilege Collide on the Left." Can you tell us about uh, what made you write this article?
1: Well, uh, one of the one of the things that one of the strange things that popped up um, shortly after um, Bernie Bernie, hmm, uh, when loss was inflicted upon Bernie, <laughs> uh-huh. <That's laughs> so, well, <love> that. <laughs> when that after 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 that uh, crushing spine, I mean heart crushing defeat. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that popped up was people were talking about working with the alt right with this, you know, this set of nebulous aims, taking down, you know, ending war and taking down the, the, ma- the mainstream media. And I'm like, huh, what? That, that doesn't make right. any sense. Uh, working with people like Mike Cernovich. I'm a, an ideas guy. If you have an idea, I'm not going to fault you for that idea. I may, I may agree. It may not agree, but you know, it's an idea. Okay. That's garbage. We'll throw that one away. Um, But, and I, what I assumed was going to happen is that once, once people started saying, hey, this is a bad idea, I assumed that people would say, you know what, maybe it is a bad idea, right? And, uh, and it was, and it just escalated from there. But then it started to expand because a lot of folks came in and started just, you know, it was really nasty Mm. what they were saying, what people were saying, right? Um, And it was, it was, it became, you know... Cernovich is not a bad guy. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, uh, you know, he's not really all right. He's all right. You know, but from a person of color, from a black, or especially from a a DOS, the the, the senator of slaves point of view, there is no difference. Mm. You're in that space. Right. You are actively seeking an ethnostate. And that does not happen without without war and calamity. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't. I,
0: I mean, yeah. <laughs> anyone, and also anyone seeking an ethno state. I mean, mm-hmm. I, were they saying he's a nice guy? But Mr. so people were downplaying. They were saying he was uh, alt right, not alt-right. Yeah,
1: all right. Yeah, and 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 there's two there and there's two things to that. Right. Number one, that's the purpose of the alt right. Right. They mm. they they the movement is all about um <laughs> for, for for lack of a better term, whitewashing the neo Nazi right. past. Right. The yeah. guys get nice haircuts, put on a suit. Same you rhetoric, same, you speak calmly, same rhetoric, same goals, cover yeah. the tattoos, but it's the same stuff, right? You go with it. Cover the tattoos. Yeah. Yeah. Cover the yeah. tattoos. And, right. uh, you know, and you, you know, get a job, you know, uh, in the city or with the police or in government somewhere and you push your, your, your agenda right. wherever you are. But when you start talking about bringing racists into spaces where it's mostly people of color, uh, descendants of slaves and anti-racist people you're 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 inviting arsonist into your home right and I, I you know some people will say yeah but it's just you know this is not that serious um this is just we're gonna work uh we're just gonna work together uh to you know to to stop war Da, 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 da. okay you do your thing we'll do ours you get a we can we can do this we can do it at the same time parallel paths you do your thing i'll do ours we'll do ours right because you have you have no in there you have shown no intentions of helping us right at the end of the day right and, mm-hmm. and and additionally you have never you've never shown intentions of helping us and, and additionally when this fight is over when the smoke clears what's going to happen right because you're well funded right they've got okay. billionaires backing them over there right and our billionaires and millionaires they they're not back they're not backing any of us right sure All right so um there's a couple of there's a couple of people doing something that's that's not enough right um um so so when the smoke clears and suppose we stop the mainstream media and wars are over when the smoke clears guess what i've knocked out your enemies right mm. and you and you and i've made you stronger and you're better funded what do you think is going to happen when that when the smoke clears right right so it's just it, it's just to my mind it another was another
0: bad person yeah exactly worse uh, worse person yeah a worse now. person right
1: yeah. yeah and, and all they're going to do is turn that machine on us. That's all they're going to do. Right. right. And I don't, you know, I don't believe that they were ever, we weren't going to, we weren't, I don't think we were going to get anywhere. At the end of the day, these people are our class enemies for th- those of us on the left. You want to bring these folks to my house and tell me that um, it's okay to work with them, but I know who these people are. My 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 parents grew up in the desegregated the South. They know this right i live in the south now i know this i read history right i know who these people are and they will tell you who they are they will tell you that they that the alt outright was crafted to be to become the innocuous face of violent right movements right yeah and that, and they'll tell you that
0: <laughs> you said that they have the same rhetoric but it's actually worse because they have a toned down
1: yeah and a toned rhetoric, down right? version that kind of gets under your skin they're you advocating know?
0: the same things. they don't use the n-word or mm, the yeah.
1: k-word yeah absolutely okay that's kike because yeah. people may
0: not know that yeah um, <laughs> and I, I feel comfortable one of the fringe benefits of being mm. a jew yeah um, there you go <laughs> but they, they don't run they don't run around using those words right they no. are as you said they're they're
1: covered mm. there yeah know, they're they're, they're um, meant to, they're meant to be be seen reasonable Right? Yeah, and, they're and,
0: they're reasonable. They're like bourgeois. Mm-hmm. They're not that exactly. Very, it, it, you know, they're leaders at least. Now, I'm not saying who they attract, which mm-hmm. is a different issue, and yeah, that's another issue. Another issue. Yeah. But um, the leaders are you know they're they're not working class in their aesthetic or in their kind of Absolutely. signifiers, right?
1: That's what this. That's what it's designed to do. That's what the alt right is designed. That's what they would develop to do is to make it seem innocuous, right? And right. they pull you in. And then, they, you know, the red pill, blue pill, you know, then then suddenly once you're once they soften you up with the jokes and the camaraderie, you know, you know, then they hit you with this is the real problem in America. Right. You know, and, you know, and, and they pick on people who feel um, outcast. They, they find these people and what they get is a diehard loyal soldier. Yeah. Right. Who will do anything for them. Right. And and, and that's just the nature of the beast. Uh, so uh, to to my mind i think one number one people were not clear on what the alt right really really is and people weren't clear on the, the level of danger they are especially to a left movement yeah because they they're, number one there's not enough of them to make a difference electorally right they're not going to get you're the the alt right yes not, yeah. there's not enough of them to make a difference electorally number one and number two they're not going to vote for a an anti-war candidate Right, that's not going to happen. Right, and, and again, there's not enough of them anyway. They did do that.
0: Right, there are some people who probably want to kill us off who also are against war in a very isolationist sense, uh, or at least they're against spending money on wars as they're fought today because they think that you know there should be like a race war. But what are we doing, getting involved in the Middle East, and why are we dying for these people in the Middle East? So just to and the other problem with this with this thing is that it's such a a theoretical argument, right? I think what what you can say and what you've been saying is that there just is no real case where it would work.
1: Yeah, no, like there it is no, it's, it's right? no way for it to work. And we yeah, and, no and that's, that's part of work. the that was part of the fight was to make sure it could work. So we, yeah. We, yeah. And mm-hmm. I think
0: that's the only just on the like a purely intellectual level of mm-hmm. discussion, mm-hmm. philosophical one. The only thing is that yeah, there are. I think that, and what makes it hard, and I think we should like do justice to the fact that it's hard, is mm-hmm. that there are probably people who would vote, would go to a protest against certain wars, mm-hmm. but then would ultimately want to go to war with us yeah. and kill us in a, in a world war, yeah, right, based on you know ethno states. Mm-hmm.
1: But I, I think, but again, I think that those guys would have maybe maybe point zero three percent of, of what, the, what was considered the right nowadays, you know, yeah, and and they may show up, but when they go in that when they go in that, that voting booth. We can't depend on them for anything.
0: So I guess, and that's that goes into the calculus you're saying? Like, if we could depend on them for a certain thing? It, it, well, I, um,
1: I, no, I, I don't, I, I, but the reason, the same reason why I don't want to work with them, I don't think right. we should work with them, is the same reason why we can't trust them in the voting booth, right? Because yeah. they're racist. <laughs> they're, they're, right. they're going so to, wrote, right. yeah, they, what they're going to do in the voting booth, you know, mm-hmm. even if they, in, in, in what you're talking about, even if they showed up for uh, a, a anti-war rally, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Okay. Great. Good yeah, job, I, guys.
0: Right. I don't know if does that mean <laughs> yeah. working with. I guess no. the whole thing is like I don't even know what that means. I
1: think it's an important discussion to have. Whether we have it yelling or we have it, you know, sitting down and over tea, <laughs> it's right. a discuss. We need to we need to be clear, and that's part of the reason why I wrote the article um, "Insidious Comfort" is that these folks, this that particular camel gets its nose under the tent, we will be fractured overnight. We will be right. fractured overnight because. Um, we as black people, we have a. We sometimes we have the habit of going at our allies a little harder than as than, than we need to. How long would it take for somebody to lean over into the other side and go on about their business, right? Especially when you know our our fights don't impact them, not in the short term anyway, right? right. So we have to. I, I think we as black people we need to be careful about how we treat people that have been. Um, that have been positive allies, right? People that have a good track record and have proven to be good allies. You know that if they make, uh, you know, one mistake or, or or even a couple of mistakes, you know, if if I get 80 on a test, I still pass, you know, <laughs> but I missed a couple of questions, right? So I, I think we need to uh, we need to be careful about um, not just Black folks, people of color in general, uh, and and uh, us as descendants of slaves. Uh, we need it, it, it's an, it would it's important that we cultivate these relationships we can't just we can't say that um you don't understand our struggle and then get mad when people make mistakes right Mm -hmm. we can't we can't have it both ways, and then say we don't want to train white folks what to do right right we can't have it both ways right if we want allies we need to have we need to have conversations with them just like any other relationship we need to cultivate that relationship you know um and, and and if we can do that better uh, and on our side, and we can, um, and um, white folks are more patient about and and willing to put their privilege on privilege on the line. And a lot of folks are coming out and doing that nowadays because because of the way our economy is now, people are seeing are seeing our point of view better. Right? Mm-hmm. They're seeing that poverty is inflicted upon people. It's not an issue of not wanting to work hard. It's not an right. issue of your cognizant your 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 cognitive abilities. It's an issue of the economy is not structured to help you, right? So
0: you're saying people are learning the hard way. That yeah, people learn The absolutely. ideologies that they yeah. were sold. Yeah, to, the race, exactly. Yeah.
1: Some of them may or may not connect it to their vote for Ronald Reagan back in the day, <laughs> but they right. know their current circumstances are, are just like the circumstances. They're just nearly just like the circumstances of the black people on the other side of the tracks. Now I am mm-hmm. where they were, right? Right. You know, and, you know, if we I mean, if we discuss wealth, it's something different. Um, uh, but um, in but at the bottom, the bottom line is a lot of a lot of white folks are in a position they never thought they would be in. Yeah. Uh, that's part of what's with what, what the um, the opioid epidemic. It's not just the availability of opioids, availability of opioids. It's the the fact that um, that people have are living miserable lives. They don't know where the next meal is going to uh, come from. Uh, they're being evicted. Um, I mean, there's all kinds of things going on across the country, not just in the black, not just in black and brown communities anymore. Well, not it's not as divided as it used to be. And these things are new to a lot of white folks. And, and these are people that follow the rules, you know, I, I got an education, got a job. Sure. You know, I did everything right. You know, I pay my taxes on time and it still didn't work. I'm still living okay. in a tent. Um because yeah,
0: and it can go two ways, right? Mm-hmm. Then they can have a, the come to church moment, mm-hmm. uh come to whatever come to Jesus uh, or yeah. yeah. Come to Jesus moment, thanks. Mm-hmm. Um or they can be like, "Oh, actually it's because of they can like double down on the narrative and be like, "Well,
1: it's actually because uh black people are taking handouts, so that's why Yeah, there's less uh, money to go around." F- yeah. 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 So it can go either way. I mean,
0: like with a lot of Kind of traum- traumas or shocks the system people can go oh, either way so i mean which is why i think we need to fight for potential allies so someone who let's say loses like a white person who loses their job let's say right like we want to be able to grab these people mm-hmm. and push them in the right way yeah absolutely. not the wrong way right not the wrong way. Absolutely. but that is so different from working with a hardened ideologue committed to the alt-right we should have like a short hand for this like uh, ally recruitment Versus like <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Danger Like letting Into the tent Yeah letting the, cam- What the, was it the, Camel The nose, the camel the nose the of tent? the camel Into the tent The yeah. nose of the camel yeah. yeah Because those are really different mm-hmm. And it's actually because I think like the camel Is so dangerous That we need to do The other thing mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely uh, It's
0: a bit of a mixed metaphor
1: Yeah yeah, um, yeah But I, I understand Yeah But yeah <laughs> Yeah uh, we, we, we need to draw people To our side I mean And, and, yeah. and to my mind that's, that's one of the hallmarks Of the left Is that there is space The left is the real big tent you know, yeah. and and I think we sh- we should have we should have spaces for anybody who wants to go in the right direction. Now, if if you're going in the right direction and you're just not comfortable around black people, okay, fine. As long as you're going in the right direction, do you think? Yeah, we we're we're trying to go in in we're trying to go in a in a in the right direction. We're trying to take the country in the right direction, right? Right. So, uh, and and I think uh, we we as in we as in the left. We have to be better about how we tackle these things. You know, we we often, you know, this shot thing about you know people losing their jobs in in reds and red, mm-hmm. red states. Exactly. You know, you know to the degree the shot in is somewhat understandable, but as you know, some of these folks are some of the most some of the best educated people in the country. Right. And you you can't get beyond your personal bullshit. Vengeance. Yeah. To uh and uh, on some you, you know it's it's like these you know to my mind it, it reminds me of these these vote shamers. No, don't no don't shit. Don't don't vote shame people. People vote. Yeah, voting right. a vote is a personal choice. That's the purpose of a vote, right? <laughs> so, right. but I, it's shaming somebody, but instead of going after the powerful people, the strong people who are in power who failed, you go after the little guy, and it's the same thing. You know, the people, many of the people who voted for Trump may or may not be racist but what they what they did vote for was a change in the status quo that was failing them the same status quo is failing us but they took a different tack right some of it may right. be race driven some may be economic driven some may be just driven by this shit ain't working we need to do something right desperation right or some and some of it may be tribalism i'm voting for white guy not not a, as a racist thing but i'm more familiar with you know he may be closer to what i want and plus, they, you know, sure. as we all know, there's a huge reservoir of hate for Hillary Clinton, right? Right. Whether some folks like to believe it or not, you know, one of the arguments was, well, you know, the, the right wing has been going at her for years. Yeah, that's. Then why are we still supporting her? <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> you know? Exactly, yeah. yeah. Why? Why? Yeah. why, why you... It's
0: unfair the way they attack her. It's unfair. Yeah. It's misogynist. Like, yeah. Well, guess what? Sorry. Yeah. Exactly. And this actually speaks to what we're talking about, though, which is like. There's justice and morality and ethics, and then there's strategy, and then there's an overlap between them, right? Strategy, tactics. And so when you brought up the example of, like, a white person who maybe wouldn't want their daughter – I don't remember what you said, but um, they're not really that – they don't like black people, let's say. Yeah,
1: they're not comfortable um, around black people, like, we'll so
0: yeah. So the question is, like, I guess starting at the at the most basic level, what we should be doing to reach everyone, I think, is, like, progressive policies – And anti-racist, anti-homophobic messaging, um, especially as needed. Like, so you probably don't need the anti-racist messaging. Well, everyone, there's various forms, but, you know, you're going to maybe need to drive it home a little harder when you're talking to a white audience,
1: Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. I I think uh, um, class-based solidarity is the only path forward, right? Mm -hmm. Especially with more and more people falling out of the middle class, right? Because comfortable people don't make good allies in general right um but there's people people are falling out of the out of the middle of class you know at an at an alarming rate um and yeah. if we start off with, cl- with class based arguments uh you know uh medicare for all uh free college and so on and so forth if we start there the rest, the other part is easier to my mind mm-hmm. right um totally right. uh because uh, um we can it's part of and and uh, um Nina Turner is really good for that, right? She'll say, okay, this, w- the, the economy's bad. It's worse for some people than others, right? Yeah. It's that, you know, the little, this the little subtle things, right? That you don't have to beat people over the head with it. And everybody in the country knows that black people, right. black people, uh, uh, sure. got a raw deal, right? Anybody, you know, anybody that has, anybody who's honest knows that black people had, had, got a raw deal in this country. Right, right. So But you, you're
0: doing without saying, and I don't care about you if you're not.
1: Yeah, and and I'm not. I'm gonna and I, and a pox on all your houses exactly. <laughs> if you yeah. if you don't believe that that you know we should you know uh, I should get 100 acres and 40 mules, right? right. So so you know uh, it's it's a little bit to my mind it's it's, it's a um, baby step sort of thing, right? Um sure. There's of course there's going to be different people are going to see things differently. Some people are going to be more radical than others. You know, uh, but, and, but that's fine too. But we, we have to have a starting point, And I think it's economic policy. And when we're discussing yeah. economic policy, one of the things I'm going to do a piece on, uh, well, I planted a piece on. I always say I'm going to do something, but I do end up doing something else. Yeah, but same here, right? one of the piece, one of the things that, that, that I think we need to be tackling is wealth, wealth and income, not just, not just $15 minimum wage. What about people that don't have any wealth? and they right. aren't making any money right because those are two two different two different things right because if i have if i own my house because my mother my grandpa because my, my parents gave it to me right i'm in a different and I, I may be working at mcdonald's but i'm not going to lose my house not on not for right. not for paying rent or not from not paying rent or not paying your uh paying your uh, uh mortgage right i own this house right. this is my house right or if i have land that i've um i've i've gotten from my from my family right I, this is a this is not a big big chunk of wealth but it's more than more than what most black people have right so mm-hmm. we can start having those conversations once those people are in those rooms right let's have that conversation okay we know we all want medicare for all we all want a 15 dollar minimum wage we all want right. um we all want uh, uh, um, free college all these things are good for us and our children right and the yeah. future of the country we want to do that. And they
0: don't hurt, and they're not throwing – I mean, because one of the the narratives out there from the hate percent, as you as you and others have called yeah. people who are Bernie yeah. haters, yeah. basically, yeah, is that economic stuff is uh, throwing people of color or women or LGBTQ people under the bus. And it's just the exact opposite, yeah, right? Because exact- all of the things that you just mentioned are things that actually disproportionately help, mm, they help everyone. Yeah.
1: And But just forcefully help people people, and black people, right? Because there's a study done that um, the average black woman with a college degree starts off their work life with an $11,000 negative wealth. Hmm. And a lot of that is due, some of it is due to history, but a lot of that is due to college debt. So they're Uh, they're doing the right things, making the right decisions, playing the game as it's supposed to be played, right? But they're starting off in a worse position, right? Because they're playing the game the way it's supposed to be played. Right. Right. So <clears throat> we, as, we as, and we as black people, we need to understand that because of our wealth position, we don't have the same opportunities to pay for college. Even with Pell Grants, Pell Grants were getting cut under Obama, never mind under Trump. Right. Right. So even with Pell Grants, even with, um, scholarships, athletic scholarships, or whatever type of slavery we're going to talk about today, <laughs> you know, even yeah. with those things. Black people are less likely. They're they are more likely to have more debt when they come out of college when they if they choose to go to college, right? Because we don't have that wealth to fall back on. I don't my you know my my mother didn't have a you know my case is different, but my you know someone can say their mother didn't have a house to put up as collateral to get that college loan, you know. So and so that therefore you got you know because that house was there. You got a lower interest rate. That way, you're not pay- you're paying you know seventy thousand as opposed to hundred fifty thousand. You know, <laughs> and th- it's these little things that people don't realize happen to people that don't have the wealth to fall back on, any wealth to fall back on, negative wealth in most cases. Right. Yeah. So, and and, be- yeah. and these and, are the things that impact people of people of color more. It just simply does.
0: Right. I never know if I mean I, th- I think I always joke about this on my show is it like is it ignorance or dishonesty like is someone saying that is it because they really uh like the most cynical thing is that they know that these things matter and are interrelated and are intersectional and that class and race intersect and everything I think maybe sometimes it's just then the people who are cynical about it they put out a lot of misleading PR and of course you're going to find people who are good on class stuff and Bad on race stuff, but you're also going to find the opposite.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But I think there's
0: definitely. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. I think there's two two things, to my mind. Um, I think I think uh, what part of what what was at play here with this this split between because black people have never in our history the whole civil rights movement was you know the whole well at, you know uh, when uh, the the biggest people in our civil rights movement believed in economic issue, believe in uh, the economic yeah. piece of this, right? right. Um, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X. Um, yeah. They have different ways getting there, communists. but yeah, communists. Yeah, communists. They try to smear uh, us. As the, uh,
0: they try to smear civil rights as being communist, but yeah, exactly. Between friends, we know communists did a lot of great stuff.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But the labor movement would have existed really w- without communists, right? Yeah, so all exactly. these good things were all these people during the civil rights movement, during the labor movement, all these great things that happened were because people understood that economics um, dictate because money's power. Right. The reason black, black communities are shit on is because we don't have any money to pay lawyers. Right. <laughs> you know, we don't have any money. Oh, yeah. we, we don't have, um, we don't have, uh, uh huge amounts of, of money or, or, and wealth to, um, or any money and wealth to, to, uh, fight these things that ha- that are inflicted upon our community. Right. And, and yeah. to my mind, if anybody who says that, um, black people will be better off without, um, things like Medicare for All or Free College. It's it's uh, honestly, well as you said, it's either dishonest or or ignorant. I think it's a combination of two. I think it's dishonest people spending all this, this is all anti Bernie stuff, right? There's never been a time in black history where black people did not understand that money in your pocket put you in a better position. No no black person right. in my in my in my in the history of my life <laughs> has ever told me. That you'll be better off with less money. Nobody. Not on one, right? right. I think this is all targeted at Bernie because they knew Bernie was better on Hillary historically on two things, on race and on economics, right? So what you do is you they, they swift voted Bernie on race and economics. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what they did. They went at Bernie with this entirely dishonest campaign about um, fix, ra- fix race first and then fix economics. I'm like, hell, fix economics. I'll fix the race shit <laughs> right. myself. Right? <laughs> we live, yeah, you know, because now. that they're inter, yeah. Yeah, they're, they are interrelated, right? I, I, that was just yeah. a counter to the bullshit they were saying, sure. right? They're completely inter. make buttons that say that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's, that's, that's, something my mother says all the time. Just open the door. I get it myself, right? That's, 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 you know, that's, it's it's one of those, it's, it's one of those things that, and that's, that, that, that really bothered me. That enraged me more than anything is that mm. people were misleading black people for, for Hillary Clinton, which in itself is, a devastating (laughs) just the thought of that that black people are misleading black people for a check and for Hillary Clinton and I don't that bothers me deeply because the history of the Clintons the the Clintons in in all honesty the Clintons have been really been no friend to black people Um, and nobody who is serious about history economics, history or economics can say that they are not a single one Right. Because uh, what, what Bill Clinton did during, um, uh, during the, his time in office, the harms he did to us, some people will tell you that, um, it, he, what the things he, the decisions he made were based on, um, based on the, the, the Republicans were really forceful about these things and then harmed right, the black community. Pressure. Yeah. Political pressure. which is bullshit. When, if you look back at the things he decided to do on his own, right, when he decided to make, uh, getting parole harder, well, used mm-hmm. DOJ decided to make getting parole harder. That was his decision, right? Um, killing Ricky Ray Rector uh, yeah. back in Arkansas. That was his decision, right? These yeah. are all these are all dog whistles to 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 uh, white folks to say, okay, I'm okay too. I'm one of you, right? Yeah. I can and and that's and historically that's always been the key to to power is turning your back on the black community, right? Um, right. that's, that's one of the, that's how it, that's just how it happens. Right. And yeah, that's what, yeah, all that, yeah, language, all that right? stuff, all that language. And this is what the, this is what the Clintons did. They rolled that into, you know, somebody, I, I, somebody told me that they raised over $3 billion since over three, $3 billion since they have been in, in, uh, in, um, in politics. That's a lot of damn power. Yeah. You know, and I, and they up until, you know, and, and some would still say, with even when Obama was in office, they were still running the damn party. The Clintons have been running the the, the, the Republican, the Democratic Party forever, right? The deals when the DLC yeah. blew into town and separated the party from labor concerns and race concerns, uh, um, civil rights concerns. That's where that's where the Democratic Party is now. They're they are a corporate party, right? And that, and my belief is we we need to take the party back from those corporate corporate forces. Not an easy fight. I'm saying? It's an easy fight, but it's a fight that needs needs to happen. Right? Yeah. I'm sorry. Went off on yeah. a tangent there. No, it's
0: good. <laughs> Keep going. No, it's great.
1: Uh, we did that politic, that um that uh that democratic democratic autopsy the autopsy for 2016. Me, yeah. Beth, and uh, Matt Cox. We wrote a book. We wrote a short book on that. Uh, oh. That cool. be that would be a great interview. I, I, I'll send you. a yeah. I'll send. I'll send you the PDF.
0: Then we got on the other hand, other side of the, uh, the that those are the things not to do. Why we shouldn't work with certain people, and then you wrote on solidarity, class, race, and progress. What's interesting is you define. I really liked about this piece is that you define like the limits of. Uh, collaborating or coalitions you talk about norms and standards right so you so you say in the beginning of this you say on solidarity colon class race and progress since the democratic primaries of 2015-2016 the american left has been resurgent despite the rise of fascism across the west the political left is offering policy alternatives that assure government works for all of us not just a few this vision is the preferred option of the vast majority of voters in the united states the progressive platform uh, Medicare for all $15 minimum wage and free college, et cetera, is insanely popular. And then you say, though, that neither party is, is doing good <laughs> yeah, by the yeah. people. Yeah, absolutely, um, not.
1: <laughs> absolutely And,
0: not. Uh, you know, you say that uh, Dems are a little better. They pay mild lip service, but uh, they're both beholden to wealthy, powerful special interests, is what you say, which is, of course, true. And then you talk about how we can get free, and that is through class and race solidarity. And you say that this is the type of unity that is feared most by the powers that be.
1: Back with Martin Luther King, absolutely right, exactly. Yeah. And that's
0: when he, everyone mm-hmm. started like even the, his usual allies had to mm-hmm. stop.
1: Yeah, as yes. a, oh, we can't mess with you. <laughs> yeah, what yeah, most people, what you know, it's a myth that all black people were behind um, oh, Martin Luther yeah. King in any After given in, in, yeah, at any even before the Vietnam speech. Most when, oh, yeah. when, yeah, when yeah, yeah until until um by the until. Inc. got the paper for the Civil Rights Act. Most mm-hmm. people were like, "Hey, keep your head down, brother. What are you doing? You you right. gonna get a scale, right?" right. <laughs> most of most of Black America was like that. A good chunk of Black America is like that, right? Mm-hmm. And and we nobody, you know, people always say, "Yeah, I, yeah, I was on the I was on the Edmund sure. Pettus Bridge." No, you right. weren't. You went to work that day, like everybody, damn else. You know, <laughs> you know, people were just trying to live their lives, right? And and a mm-hmm. lot of people thought that he wanted too much too fast, right? And, and and a lot a lot. I mean, of course, most white people believe that, <laughs> but right. but a lot. A lot of black people also believe that and a lot of black people just wanted to just, just trying to get by right too busy with everyday things to be worrying about what Martin Luther King is, is turning his as Eddie Griffin used to say, turn, turn his shoes into sandals <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you march and march all you want <laughs> well, right. I got to do right yeah. Um, and, and I think people a lot of people don't don't understand it, that that was a that was a situation and then but as long as it's just black people get a few things here and there it's not really dangerous to the powers of be right
0: yeah but when, totally.
1: when you start when you, uniting right. these these downtrodden people um that's dangerous that's right. that coalition that they really really fear and really the only coalition they fear black folks we we make if we make too much noise we, we we'll burn our we'll burn our neighborhood down or whatever <laughs> and yeah. uh and they'll what they'll do they'll contain it <laughs> they'll, they'll yeah. you know they'll bring the national guard and they'll bring in the police bringing up national guard and the police they'll contain it we burned our neighborhood down you know we didn't own the shit but <laughs> we didn't own nothing mm. you know but there's insurance everybody will be all right, right. all right and now um the state of the state of way things are now um even if we do um they've you know those weaknesses that were there that were exploited during uh the civil rights movement the media a free a, a free a relatively free media uh <clears throat> um um pressure from outside of the country or from other countries those things don't matter anymore you know the media they 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 run the media like for instance you know the, the last uprising in, in Baltimore uh mm-hmm. around Freddie gray right that thing went on for days after the media stopped covering it right mm-hmm. um and so they so they they, they tamp down um they tamp down they the powers that be used that to tap down no anything that could have happened like what happened during the civil rights movement, right? And then the second thing is that external pressure when countries are telling you, hey, you guys look crazy out there. <laughs> you know? Right. But but now we're the we're the biggest bear in the woods. Nobody we don't give a shit what anybody thinks. Oh, you don't like what we're doing? Give me my money back. We'll bomb your country. What are you gonna do? <laughs> or let somebody else yeah. bomb we, you know we'll get an ally to bomb your country. We'll pull a coup. What you gonna do about it? Not a goddamn thing. Right? So Dude, all the, those 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 two um, pain point pain points don't exist anymore, right? So we have, and that makes it even more important to have a larger coalition. So it matters in the voting booth. They're they're closing that one off too, <laughs> but but that but that's where we need to be. We need a coalition that's going to get in the voting booth, and that's why we need these numbers, right? And and people and people want change people want free college people want to want to be be able to be sick and not go into debt you know people Mm -hmm. need people want and need these things and that's the coalition that's feared the most and that's and because because it's feared the most because it's the most effective we're black folks are only 12 percent of the population we talked about Mm -hmm. this before right is you know uh, as long as we're going at them in the on our particular silos yeah, they'll they'll do what divide they have and conquer. yeah yeah they divide, exactly divide and conquer they'll divide and conquer and going about their business and nothing changes but when we get a mass movement going and I think that's what scared these folks most about about Bernie was you know he's filling stadiums and right. you know and, and Hillary can't even fill a a, a damn gym you mm-hmm. know I know I'm not saying that was always the case they always no, get, no, no. They always but, get yeah. mad when I when, when I say stuff like that but I know that wasn't always the case. But Bernie had no problem selling places out. Yeah. He was pulling and in... And that m- was
0: without the media being and there. And without right?
1: the media being there. He was pulling more people than Obama did, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody wanted to admit that. Nobody wanted to say anything about that. And again, that's part of the like you said, the media thing, the media blackout. And that's—I think that right. that yeah, I, I believe that was engineered by the DNC as well. But you know, yeah, that famous think.
0: thing where they're at mm. a, showing uh, Trump's empty yeah,
1: podium. yeah empty podium. Right? Yeah, absolutely. While,
0: while Bernie's actually speaking,
1: yeah well, well, yeah yeah speaking. exactly Bernie's speaking. You know, he's in a feasible stadium with you know a hundred thousand people, whatever it was. You know, he's right. filling these places up, standing room only. Right? That scared the shit out of these folks, yeah. <laughs> and, and and it should have. It should have. You know. And I think the, the this class-based coalition is the, is the only way we're going to get change. Absolutely, mm-hmm. gonna get change. because yeah. that's what's going to change it in the voting. Excuse me, in the voting booth.
0: And you talk about how you have like limits of of these coalitions and uh, shared values, and you say these standards must. So solidarity calls for shared values and principles that guide us. All these standards must inform how we interact with one another. It should also establish left and right limits of our coalition. Many of us established a hard right limit by blocking white supremacists and white supremacy sympathizing pepe aggressives Their nebulous premise of fighting the deep state and mainstream media was not enough to even feign unity with racists. That's exactly what we were talking about. And then on the other end, uh, the right end, like no, the the liberal end of the whatever. Yeah, yeah, you know, um, you
1: know, it's, it's really right, right. But I, I, I called it left. liberal left and right. Yeah, right. <laughs> um,
0: exactly. Um, similarly, the Clinton wing of the Democratic Party represents the left limit. This neoliberal contingent is truly the first line of defense for corporate conservatism. They are so set on stopping progress, they are willing to actively undermine Bernie Sanders against Donald Trump in 2020 if their claims are to be believed. And you say we we should always uh, be open-minded and inclusive. That's a hallmark of leftist solidarity. However, inclusivity must be measured. We must codify the values, norms, and policy standards that allow individuals and groups into our coalition. It is on each of us to not let our burgeoning solidarity be undermined or sabotaged. We will allow for personal growth and change, but we have to watch the door carefully. Race proxy. You say black people are the only reason the Democratic Party is even remotely viable in American politics. Black women are the foundation that support. And because of the Dems electoral dependence, the party worked extra hard to drive a wedge between the left and black women, even though the progressive platform planks of Medicare for all $15 minimum wage and free college would disproportionately help black women live healthier and more fulfilled lives. The party could have quickly adopted the fiscally responsible and popular reforms. However, they chose to keep their donors happy. Their side has failed the black community over and over and over again. The party and its media lackeys continue to bait the left when it comes to black people. First, the Dems offered New Jersey Senator and Farmer Bro, Cory Booker. Then you talk about uh, Kamala Harris. Then you said we must be able to push back without fear or favor the clinton centrist wing of the Democratic Party, also known as the hate percent would have you believe that anyone that does not support Senator Harris or Booker is a sexist racist. This is largely driven by the online bullies over at Centrist, Rag, Share Blue, and Correct the Record, a Clinton-friendly and oligarch-funded troll farm. There's There are valid...
1: That is valid pretty good. There
0: are valid progressive <laughs> arguments to be made against these people, even if you are black, especially if you are black. This is a harmful and shallow form of race solidarity. And, uh, of course, we now know that uh, Sally... Did you see this? Sally Albright apparently was being paid to to run some troll farms.
1: Yeah, yeah, I saw that. But liking you know, online, you know, uh, yeah, he 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 sniffed her out. Through, she was using Buffer.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, that, yeah. He liking you know, online picked her out. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, he, I'm trying to I'm trying to recruit him to write for Active Art Press too.
0: And I feel a lot better that that I wasted so much time on on this stuff, given that they actually she actually did have a farm.
1: Yeah, and several of those trolls were trolls black women. <laughs> Several of the trolls oh. had pictures of black women. So
0: wait, wait—is what's her name fake?
1: No, I don't think. I don't think. She, I think she's. A real, I think she's a real person. I don't know if she. 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 she yes. Yeah, yeah, She's a. She's a real piece of work. Yeah. Any, I'm sorry. I, know. You know I'm <laughs> um, I. I. I can't stand her because oh, yeah. she. It's not. It's not a personal thing. Well, I guess it's personal now, but it's not. You are in the way of progress for my. For me. For my family. That's who right. you are. Whether you're black, brown, purple, plink or blue. You are in imp- you are, you are coming between my grandkids and free college and Medicare for all. Right? Yeah. That's who you are. If you're in the way, you are my class enemy. And if we need, all of us on the left need to start thinking like that. Um, in my opinion, I'm not going to tell people how to think, obviously, but that's sure. my view. Right? Because if we're constantly caught up in these other, um, I, I'm, I got to stick with this person because they're black, even though they're going the wrong way. Uh, I got to stick with this person because he's white. Uh, This guy's in my neighborhood or this guy's a fellow cop, whatever that is, right? As long as we fall, keep falling for these phony arguments, right? They're going to keep throwing these, they're going to keep throwing this, these red herrings at us, right? There's no reason in the world to float Cory Booker to be freaking president. He is nowhere Mm. near popular enough to be president of the United States. You floated him. He was a trial balloon to make the left go out lose their minds. He was fresh off voting against, um, voting against the um, uh, uh, reimportation bill, reimportation amendment that Bernie was pushing. Right, he was fresh off of voting against that, and you're going to float him as a presidential – And when we're talking about Medicare for all, and then you're going to float him as a presidential candidate? No. They're not serious about Cory Booker being president, nor are they serious about Kamala Harris being president. Regardless of who Kamala Harris is, she's not ready to be president, and she has way too much baggage in the in the in the uh, in the in the uh, uh, law and order arena. If you do your research, right? She's got way too much baggage, especially for the black community. I wish somebody would bring on a black a- a- activist from San Francisco, a real black activist. Don't yeah. don't bring in d- his blue d- out there to do who say whatever you tell him to say. Bring a real black activist from San Francisco on the ground and talk to him about, talk to him or her how they feel about Kamala Harris. You'll feel whole, you hear a whole different story about Kamala Harris than the Democrats right. are trying to tell. Trying to tell. Yeah, it. but
0: look, it was they were able to get a, the media mm. and the Clintons were able to get away with it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, yeah, and, and and I think and that's another reason why they're trying to uh, limit our ability to to organize online with the net neutrality on the, from the right. And and the uh, the corporate centrist wing of the Democratic Party pushing Facebook to to limit us and Twitter limiting us, you know, the, all this stuff and YouTube limiting us, right? That and that's driven by the centrist. That's not driven by that's not driven by uh, uh, the right. That's driven by the centrist, right? Uh, Mark Zuckerberg doesn't give a shit what what Republicans think. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he he doesn't. But you know, but the you know the, he's part of the um the professional class that, that the uh that the Democrats purport to support, right? Mm-hmm. And the you know the the well-educated you know skilled worker class, right? You know the the whole what fifteen percent of the country. In any event, right. <laughs> in any event, that's who the and that's those are the people that are helping limit our ability to communicate because they like their yeah. money, right? And just like I said before. Right. The, the our um our you know our left quote unquote leftist millionaires they're full of shit. <laughs> they really are full of shit. If 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 they were real about what they're you know, uh, patriotic millionaires or whatever, if they were for real about what they what they're talking about, there's no reason why there's not a leftist network that competes with MSNBC. Mm-hmm. You know, there's enough people for it to get advertising dollars. There's no question about that. There's enough talent no question about that, right? But the problem is, want to and willing to invest in, right? The, the 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 Young Turks proved that it's a viable strategy, right? They proved that over and over again, right? But yeah, we
0: got to start our own.
1: That's the, the thing it, that it's just numbers runs, th- runs yeah. through it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, a, it's it's just simply numbers, and that's you know this math. That's why I, think yeah. I hate. That's why I hate math. You you can't you can't mess with math. It's right or it's wrong. You know, that's why I like words. You can bend them to your will. Right. Math, it is what it is. And this is a math issue. We need more bodies in the polls. That's the only way to affect change. Primary folks and get people to vote. Those are the only things that affect change in this country. It just it is what it is. It is what it is. You know, and I, I don't you know, of course, the media is involved in that as well. But for grassroots folks, that's our only path. Primary and folks and getting people to the polls, shoe leather activism that's the yep. only thing that folks with no money have for you right now for office me no no yeah. no no too many skeletons in that closet oh, okay. <laughs> no cool. no no pass that's hard pass next next, next uh episode talk <laughs> yeah. About yeah it was the skeleton episode <laughs> yeah, um
0: well thank you so much that was michael graham And to hear the rest of my interview with him including some fun behind-the-scenes moments please go to patreon.com slash the Katie Halper Show again that's patreon.com slash the Katie Halper Show and now we speak to Natalie Shore about a piece that she wrote for Jacobin called The Feminist Case for Single Payer. Natalie Shore is a writer and journalist whose work can be found at the Atlantic, Slate, BuzzFeed, Pacific Standard, Daily Beast, LA Times, Salon, and Jacobin. She's also with the DSA of Los Angeles, the Democratic Socialists of America. Natalie writes in her piece on the feminist case for single payer, some mainstream feminists knock single payer as a distraction from the fight to defend the Affordable Care Act. But while the Affordable Care Act undeniably improved some women's lives, it could not dismantle gendered barriers to care. Of all systems, single payer is capable of going furthest to eliminate them. By removing power over health care from employers and spouses and replacing unequal tiers with one unified insurance pool, we could fund our healthcare system with progressive taxes. That way we could guarantee everyone the care they need and make it free at the point of service. Ability to pay pre-existing conditions, employment status and gender would cease to be barriers. Building Medicare for all with robust guarantees for tougher to access services like abortion and gender affirming care would force American society as a whole to address the care disparities women face. Here's my discussion with Natalie Shore about a piece that she wrote for Jacobin called The Feminist Case for Single Payer. Um, What made you write that article? Uh, Well, I think that
2: in general, uh, people don't necessarily think about uh, all of the other social implications of a policy like this and how it can improve the lives of a lot of people that we would consider marginalized in our society. And uh, the truth is that robust social democratic entitlement programs are uh, particularly good for women. Uh, When we have a program, we have an entire welfare structure in the United States that's largely privatized and accessed through employment. Uh, You know, that's really difficult for women because we don't have an accompanying uh, program that provides child care, elder care, uh, that provides, you know, maternity leave, maternity care. Um, And so... That means that women disproportionately seek out uh, freelance employment, part-time employment, and these often don't uh, confer the sort of benefits that we would associate with a welfare state. Uh, they're also often insured by uh, their spouses or fathers as dependents, which makes uh, makes a situation so that they have less control in those relationships than they should. Uh, and that all of these things in combination uh, are really punitive uh, for women. And... Uh, sure enough, the World Economic Forum each year puts together a list of uh, the best countries for gender inequality. And the top three right now are Iceland, Norway, and Finland, all of which have uh, publicly run healthcare programs, Mm -hmm. Um, uh, National Health Service, and one, I believe, in which there's a single government payer. So, you know, there's data that bears this out. uh, And it's pretty clear that, you know, programs that socialize, a lot of the care roles that disproportionately fall to women and doesn't commodify their health care, which on average, they use more than men, uh, that this helps women have more agency in their lives overall.
0: So you're saying that um, single payer is not just a, a white male privilege fantasy?
2: Yeah, no, um, you know, we're, we're not just advocating this to seem cool and catch boys.
0: Right. Yeah. I, I mean, we I've talked about this a lot, but this idea that you know, that that anyone saying um, this is going to get rid of sexism, get rid of racism. But the truth is, these things do help and do help with those issues. You, I mean, as you as you demonstrate in this in this piece on gender.
2: Yeah, I mean, of course. And no one would argue that, you know, universal health care will end sexism or racism. Right. Uh, you know, the, the it, it does, I think, uh, and it doesn't, you know, it doesn't change everything, overnight, and there are still plenty of other issues uh, that affect people's lives outside of that. But it does help ameliorate some of the harms that are leveraged against marginalized people because of racism and sexism. Uh, You know, I mean, largely because of sexism. I think, you know, I think that you could make a pretty clear case for uh, the fact that care roles are so privatized and that we don't socialize them i think that that's you know an inherently sexist thing and so you know if you're an american then sexism isn't just people having a bad attitude about you because you're a woman and that they need to like educate themselves and think about it it's also because institutional power uh acts in such a way that it affects my life and you know materially affects my life and that there are actual outcomes associated with that Uh, that aren't just about, you know, feelings or how many memes you read that make you woker. You know, I mean, I think that states that socialize uh, at least some domestic duties that fall disproportionately to women, states that uh, are able to produce legislation that allows uh, or that forbids my body from being more commodified than a man's. You know, I mean, women use more healthcare on average, uh, particularly when they're not ill. Uh, you know, people talk about the sick being the ones who use healthcare. I mean, of course, that's not always the case. It's also the pregnant or mm. the, you know, uterus havers um, right. who are, you know, disproportionately women. Mm. And, you know, when you have healthcare that isn't free from the point of service, you're going to be shifting costs onto people who use it more, who are more often women. We also live a lot longer than men on average. Uh, And those years are when healthcare is the most expensive. And those people probably have access to Medicare, but uh, they're still going to face a lot of cost burdens. Um, And so all of these things are issues that affect women pretty profoundly and um in denmark it, mother's wages are about 40 percent of men's overall i believe and you know in the united states it's around 27 28 percent mm. these things make a huge difference
0: yeah i mean just think about mammograms um uh, pap smears all these things that are life-saving
2: yeah. yeah i mean we just have a lot going on you know i mean we've got to <laughs> we've got to get in there for maintenance a lot <laughs> yeah And, uh, you know, um, yeah. And like not, not only, so it's not only the healthcare issue, which is obviously a a lot of it. We also have no, uh, maternity leave. We have no, uh, for the most part, no public, uh, childcare. You have this situation wherein women make less, uh, and you know, when these things are privatized, they have to, Presumably, you know, if they want to work at a job that does confer health benefits, that means that they have to pay for child care, which comes out of an already lower salary on average. Mm-hmm. If they want to take a more flexible job or cut back on hours so that they don't have to pay for child care so that they can be with their kids more, oops, whoops, then you don't get health coverage. And mm. you know, if you happen to have a low enough med- uh, income to qualify for Medicaid, uh, you know, that's an awfully low. Income. Uh, you know, I mean, it's 130% of the federal poverty line, which uh, certainly doesn't encapsulate all people who are poor or struggling. Um, you know, maybe you have access to Medicaid if you're in a state that expanded it, or, you know, if you're on the Obamacare exchanges, those plans tend to be expensive, have, cost less, have massive deductibles. Uh, so, however you slice it, women are disproportionately suffering in a system that. Uh, basically has no welfare state or at least no public welfare state our welfare state is largely uh, conferred by private employment
0: right so yeah the 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 irony is that if you care about sexism inequality uh, it's 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 this is not a distraction this is part of uh, a way that you deal with that and again it's a very dishonest weird idea that, because something doesn't a hundred percent get rid of something, it's not it's not worth pursuing. I mean, no policies ever a hundred percent get rid of things. But the people who are saying who are kind of dismissing single payer would not dismiss Lily, uh, Lily Ledbetter.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that that's I think that that's really important. And I think in general, uh, you know, to whatever degree social democracy is associated with Bernie Sanders in our current American context, or you know, Medicare for all is certainly associated with Sanders. Uh, I think that a lot of the people, um, you know, especially on Twitter who are outspoken about it, a lot of the people who are against those things uh, tended to be very pro-Hillary Clinton for um, largely feminist reasons. You know, these are people that uh, think about gender issues a lot and are passionate about them. And I think, you know, in most cases, that's in good faith, even though I have political disagreements with these people. Uh, I think that there was not... Uh, sufficient consideration about what feminism means when it comes to healthcare. care, uh, not enough discussion about, you know, what, what social democracy means for women's lives versus, you know, scant means testing and, you know, a few extra tax credits. Those are completely different. And if you want women to have full lives, if you want them to have as much agency over their lives as possible. You have to support something like this. I don't think that there's an alternative.
0: Right. And of course, I mean, I think a big issue with the Hillary feminism stuff is that um, there was a real kind of identification uh, with a personal journey and narrative um, for many people. And I think less of a kind of focus on the universal effects of, of policy. You know, yeah. I think a lot of people really cared about what happened to Hillary Clinton as an individual and saw themselves in her. And yeah, it's 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 an interesting thing that happened. Um,
2: yeah, I mean, I, I'm sympathetic to that. Like, I, I think that Hillary Clinton became this sort of cultural vessel for people's very real experiences of sexism. Mm-hmm. I think that they're I mean, they're absolutely you know, I, I have serious qualms with Hillary Clinton, but of course there are these vile, misogynistic attacks on her from the oh, right yeah. constantly. You know, like, like I absolutely understand being defensive of this person right. in that context. And, you know, I, I understand why it was uh, very deeply important to people to have a woman in office. I get all of those things, and I don't think that they're worth nothing. But right. the idea that, you know, feminism extends throughout her political project is demonstrably untrue.
0: Right, and I mean we don't again without comparing her politics totally to Margaret Thatcher. People get that through Margaret that you know with that example. People get it with Mm -hmm. with Sarah Palin, and not comparing her to Sarah Palin at all. She's like much better on women's issues than Sarah Palin is. But just as an example of uh, identity, and I'm not dismissing identity politics, good identity politics, not shallow exploitative ones. Just the idea of um, policy versus identity, and yeah, I think it's totally true. And I've said this a lot. Like we. Of course, Hillary faces and face sexism. There's no doubt. And not just the misogynistic, Mm -hmm. openly um, often uh, like degrading, demeaning, vilifying, demonizing, but like literally demonizing, like making her into a demon or a goblin, as as, uh, Alex Jones told me when I interviewed him. uh, I just ran into him at the RNC in Cleveland, but more subtle forms of it. And um I don't deny deny that at all. Uh, I, but again, that doesn't mean that I'm going to. Uh, I can I can acknowledge that and empathize, and also think that someone running against her has better policies in general and for women. Yes. Yeah. What got you interested in in writing about this stuff, by the way?
2: Ah, uh, so uh, years ago, I wrote my master's thesis on uh, global health, specifically uh, drug resistant tuberculosis in the former Soviet Union, uh, and so I wrote about that for a few years, and then got really into uh you know different national healthcare systems uh and i think really just within the past two years uh i've gotten politically focused on it as a major issue
0: oh cool what was your master's in was it public health or
2: uh journalism and russian studies
0: oh wow that's cool did not know that awesome um well thank you again so much natalie for coming on the show um what should people look out for
2: uh, uh, I have a print piece in the next issue of Jacobin.
0: Nice. That's a healthcare issue, right? The, the Jacobin next issue? Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much. All right. Thank you so much, Katie. It was fun. That was Natalie Shore. You can also find more work by Natalie in Jacobin's most recent issue, which is on healthcare. And you can find out more about her at natalieshore.com. That's N-A-T-A-L-I-E-S-H-U-R-E.com. Or follow her on Twitter at Natalie Shorley, N-A-T-A-L-I-E-S-U-R-E-L-Y. Again, that's N-A-T-A-L-I-E-S-U-R-E-L-Y. You can find Michael at ProgressiveArmy.com, ActifyPress.com and actify.press. And to hear the rest of my interview with him, including some fun behind-the-scenes moments, please go to patreon.com slash Show. Again, that's patreon.com slash Show. Or on Twitter, blupfront1. That's B-L-U-P-F-R-O-N-T number one. Blupfront1. And you just put in the number one. You don't write it out. God, these Twitter handles are hard. Speaking of which, I'm Katie Halps. That's letter K, letter T, H-A-L-P-S. My co-host Gabe Pacheco is Gabe underscore Pacheco, and you can use the hashtag Help Show. That's letter K, letter T, H-A-L-P-S-H-O-W. But you can hear the KT Helper Show every Wednesday at 7 p.m. on WBAI, that's 99.5 FM, or WBAI.org. You can also find us on SoundCloud and iTunes, where you can rate and review us, and I sure hope you do. Thanks so much for listening to the KT Helper Show. See you next week.